What is up, everybody? Welcome back to TMT Time. I'm your host, Evan Rothstein. Today, while we're continuing the NFT Thursday series, I have a Web3 founder, Kevin Tien, of a company called Doppel. Thank you, Evan. Super excited to be here today. Kevin and I connected at NFT NYC last week. His company is also doing some really cool stuff that's central to Web3 and NFT projects and right in line with what I am doing here at Arnold Porter. So Kevin, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sounds good. Thank you for that, uh, Evan. Um, yeah, so you know, my name is Kevin. Uh, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Doppel Inc. Um, and yeah, we're doing some really cool stuff in the NFT IP space. Uh, so basically what we've done at Doppel is we've built this NFT IP protection platform. Uh, really what it is underneath the hood is uh, this real-time cross-chain monitoring platform uh, that looks for potential infringements of your IP uh, on, on all these different blockchains and on all these different NFT exchanges. Um, and our software just flags that uh, to you as the end decision maker. Um, and so, yeah, we, you know, the company just started uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, we're based in California and San Francisco and Los Angeles, two beautiful cities. Um, and you know, we're, we're a small scrappy team that's been able to, uh, work with some really cool projects so far, uh, including Dapper Labs and Yuga Labs. So those are some obviously big names in the NFT space, both Dapper and Yuga. Um, how did you get into this project, Kevin? Like who, you know, you're obviously pretty young, a lot younger than I am. How'd you get into wanting to do IP protection? Do you have an IP background? Do you like NFTs? Like how did it all come about? Yeah, I mean, my background is actually like pretty unrelated in terms of IP. So yeah, I do not have an IP background. Um, I did go to Georgetown, so I have a good number of uh, legal friends, but I actually ended up going a totally different route, uh, going into tech. Um, and so, you know, basically I've spent this past several years uh, with my co-founder as well, working at companies like Uber and Lyft, uh, building out really cool, uh, really hardcore technical systems. Um, but yeah, have always been into Web3 just as a consumer. So, you know, uh, gave gave my family Christmas gifts of Ethereum, uh, you know, several years ago. Um, my co-founder, he he tried to start a Bitcoin club in 2013 at USC and, um, you know, was was a little early there. And uh, and then when NBA Top Shot came out, you know, uh, we're, we're huge NBA fans, actually. So it just like instantly resonated with us that you know, it'd be really awesome to be able to own a moment within NBA history. Um, and so, yeah, have been interested in NFTs as a consumer. Um, but how we got into this space specifically is, uh, you know, we, we saw that there's a lot of, you know, big problems with the space in its current state. A lot of copycats, a lot of uh, reputation that, you know, NFTs are full of scams. And uh, ultimately, we, we thought this these problems were um, both existential for the space um, and solvable. Uh, and so that's how we got into building Doppel and uh, learning about, you know, IP and, um, and basically building out technology that could really support, um, you know, the really smart IP people like you, Evan, and, uh, you know, your colleagues uh, to make, make your jobs easier and make your lives easier. Yeah. So for a bit of background, obviously with trademark and brand owners and copyright owners, they're constantly scouring 
the Web2 space or the internet, eBay, Amazon, sites like that to find potential infringements. What my understanding, Kevin, what Doppel does is it takes that type of policing and expands it to sort of an on-chain analysis for Web3 companies and in particular companies that you know have digital art or NFT projects to find uh, potential infringers. Is that generally accurate? That, 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 yeah, that's generally accurate. That's very accurate. I mean, um, it, that's exactly it. You could think of us as an analog of some of these Web2 IP monitor systems. Um, and then we do it very well at the Web3 layer. Uh, so, you know, looking at the blockchains um, and then also looking at the actual exchanges that live on top of those blockchains. Um, that that's our platform's focus. So how does it work? What type of platform is it? Is it a SaaS platform? How does someone actually engage with Doppel? Like if I have an NFT project or if I have a client who, you know, is a big brand yep. owner and is launching NFTs, how would we or someone like that engage with you guys? Yep. Great question. Um, so yes, it is a SaaS platform. Um, and basically, you know, if let's say, yeah, you're a big brand you want to do an NFT project, uh, but you want, you know, you want the awareness of what's going on, going on with your brand once you do launch this NFT project. Uh, so what we would do if you work with us is that we would set up a Doppel monitor instance for you uh, to basically constantly track um, every single new NFT that's coming on to different blockchains. Uh, and, and then, you know, basically using computer vision analysis, uh, using the latest uh, AI methods, uh, to determine whether that NFT is a potential infringement of your brand or a potential infringement of, uh, you know, the NFT collection you just created. Um, and so, you know, in the SaaS platform, in the Doppel Monitor UI, you would have a list of the reports of all the potential infringements. Um, and then from there, you can make decisions. Um, you know, sometimes you may not actually really want to enforce. You, you know, sometimes you may be, you know, approving a derivative and encouraging um, you know, cert certain uh, creators downstream. Um, but there are other times where, you know, there's a lot of these cases today where there are pure scammers who are doing cash grab situations who are, you know, impersonating you or even um, devaluing your brand by associating it with, you know, negative concepts, things like that. Uh, and we'll flag those situations to you through the SaaS UI. And you you'll be able to see this all from one one command senator. And so I, I assume that in these instances, like let's say the Doppel monitor finds something, if you're working with, you know, a brand owner or a law firm through a brand owner, then there's like a sort of the DMCA takedown notice like that have gone out to OpenSea when you find something to get the stuff uh, delisted from some of the marketplaces. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, the, you know, that's, that's one of the actions that um, brand owners could do. So how does it play out? I mean, obviously you guys are brand new. You said a couple months. How, who's, how many people you got building this platform? Walk me through what it was like. I know you guys just went through a seed round. You got a lot of publicity, including in TechCrunch and some of the other publications. Um, tell us what that was like. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a wild journey to think that, yeah, just a few months ago, this was literally just an idea that we were talking about with our friends um but over that span of a few months yeah lots happened um you, you know like you said one the team has grown uh so you know we started off with just um me and rahul uh over time now we we have a team of five engineers 
um, you know, all, all former Uber, former Facebook, former Google uh, type engineers who, um, you know, are really able to build out large scale systems and really good products for uh, end users. Um, so that, that's, that's a lot of the development that's happened on the team side. You know, we, we did go through fundraising as well, and that was also uh, very exciting. And, uh, you know, lot, lots of ups and downs with this market for sure. Um, but we were able to close a $5 million seed round. Um, FTX Ventures was the lead. Uh, a lot of key followers from the ecosystem. Um, so OpenSea uh, has participated in the round. Uh, Dapper Labs, Solana, Polygon, um, some you know one of the co-founders of Magic Eden, um, and some of the uh, you know some of the people at Coinbase, for example, are all part of the round. So you you um, basically just named a who's and, who's who of of Web three, F, including FTX, that same Bankman Fried yeah, yeah. group. I, <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're in with everyone. So my guess is yeah yeah I mean you, it's uh you went to the uh, I, the better parties, I think, at uh, NFT NYC than I did, didn't you? <laughs> we we actually didn't get to go to parties really at NFT NYC. It was, um, you know, it was a very busy week for us. Uh, you know, just just you know, meeting a lot of different key stakeholders, and um, you know, at the same time, certain fires going on that we were working on. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're super blessed and uh, super grateful that uh, we have such a great roster of investors. And, um, you know, that was definitely something that we prioritize going into the fundraising is like, we really want to get buy-in from the community. We really want to stay close to, you know, all the major players who, you know, can identify what are the newest problems in the space and, you know, make sure that we stay close to the, to ultimately our customers and, uh, supporting their needs. So, I mean, and obviously all of these entities, it's, you know, in their best interest to stop infringement, um, especially when you have some of these digital artists putting out great collections, um, some of which that you've named. Uh, and obviously that's what I do. A lot of what I do trying to stop infringement, um, but also defend those that are accused of infringement. But for me, at least in this space, I'm more on the policing side so I would be aligned with your interests. One of the things that mm -hmm. caught my eye, you know, recently was this Ryder Rips, you know, dispute with Yuga Labs. And I know you said you partnered with Yuga. Um, I'd be interested in getting your just thoughts generally on that. I, I understand that you may have some loyalties slash NDAs potentially with Yuga, but um, it was interesting because Ryder Rips has been really trying to cash in on the stuff that the great stuff that the Board 8 Yacht Club has done with Yuga Labs is doing generally. So we're wondering if you have any thoughts that you would be willing to share on that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll keep it high level um, and keep it to, you know, just my, my general thoughts on uh, this whole Rider Rips case. I mean, first of all, it's just super interesting, right? Like just purely from exploring the green field of, you know, what is NFT IP? What does it mean to own an NFT and have the rights to an NFT? Um, I think, you know, last week when we were at NFT NYC, we had so many uh, interesting discussions and conversations with, you know, both law firms, um, NFT exchanges and NFT creators basically about like, you know, what, what, what is the right interpretation of, you know, IP in this space? Uh, and, you know, what is the precedent that we want to set as well? Um, 
And so I think for us as a, you know, as a tech vendor at Doppel, like, uh, you know, we don't, we don't form, you know, legal opinions on this sort of stuff, right? Like we leave that to the smart people like you guys, Evan, um, about, you know, what will actually hold up in court and what won't. Um, but I think for us, it's just, yeah, for us, it's just super interesting because it really brings to light, you know, what, wh why we're working on what we're working on and, uh, and why it's important. It's like, ultimately this is about, you know, creators rights. It's about, you know, what creative, you know, who, who gets to own creative work and, uh, and how it's represented. And, uh, this is the sort of stuff that, you know, basically protects creators and incentivizes creators to continue producing, you know, creative work. Um, and so for us, regardless of, you know, the outcome of this specific case, like it's, it's our mission to just really be at the forefront of the space and uh, be building the best tech we can to uh, support these creators um, and these brands. So thanks Kevin for that. So I, the thing that I found interesting about the Rider Rip stuff is, you know, we've had, other nft based litigation that is currently ongoing there's the uh Hermé rothschild case there's the freeholding sotheby's case there's miramax tarantino there's StockX nike most of these ca other cases have typically been with an established brand on one side and a web3 participant on the other and you're ha you have the clash of you know old school, I don't want to call the those old school, but like established brand side and then the upstart Web3 company. This case, on the other hand, is both Web3 participants where you have Yuga Labs, you know, in their Board 8 Yacht Club and there was a, a lot of Board 8 Yacht Club going around at NFT NYC uh, suing another Web3 participant, which is Ryder Rips, who has, you know, for better or for worse, and I don't want to, you know, I won't deign to comment on the litigation itself, but for better or for worse, Ryder Rips has made his spiel on um, other uh, Bay Area base, let's call it, um, launches and NFT projects that are, uh, I'll say, ape adjacent, um, which is interesting because now you got two Web3 participants battling out. Uh, the case was filed in state court, I think, but it went got removed. It's in federal court. It's viral now. Everyone's talking about it. Bill Gates made some, you know, denigrated the, the, uh, Basie collection uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's now hit mainstream media. And one of the things I find interesting is, is that, uh, you know, there has been a, a large pullback in crypto lately, obviously, but you know, there are some NFT projects that are still making it. People are still putting a very large amount of money in, including into companies like yours, because I do think this is the wave of the future, but we now have probably the preeminent, Web3 NFT project in Barry Yacht Club actually getting into litigation. Um, so it, it is, it's an interesting step. It's an aggressive step. Uh, Barry Yacht Club does not have any registered trademarks yet. Um, they've had some rejections at the, at the uh, trademark office, but they're still bringing this case. So it'll be really interesting to play out. Um, and, and I love that you're at the intersection of all this, Kevin, and what Doppel's doing. So who's like your target? audience in terms of to use your platform are they brand owners are they web3 companies are they law firms like where are you guys seeing yourselves fitting in yeah i mean so our you know our, our target uh customers our target users are uh definitely um you know web3 projects as you could tell from our existing customer base 
Um, we, we've asked, we've actually also been chatting a lot with traditional established brands. Um, you know, basically the common, you know, the common story that we heard uh, last week was, hey, yeah, we really want to do NFTs. You know, we're this big multi-billion dollar brand um, and we think it'd be really cool way to engage with our, uh, you know, customers and consumers. Um, but, you know, we're, we're super scared. We're super scared about what it means for our IP. Uh, will we get our NFTs copied as well and, you know, and infringed upon and things like that? And, uh, and so we're, we're chatting with the established brands as well. And then the third, the third type of customer, the third type of user uh, are the exchanges themselves. Um, and through it all, we do partner up with, you know, law firms, right? Oftentimes, like the people who are using this product, you know, whether it is at an established brand company or whether it is at an exchange, um, are the IP people um, who are making the strategic decisions around, okay, this makes, this is, you know, Doppel detected this and this is okay, or, hey, no, this is actually a problem uh, and we need to resolve it. All right. So there's a, a moniker in, in Web3 that I saw on t-shirts and hats and everywhere, and I sometimes put in my posts, <laughs> the, the wag me or we're all going to make it. Um, give us your your uh, right, right. thirty second spiel to the let's call them older or you know not up to speed on Web three folks to our listeners. Why why is Web three here to stay and why are we all going to make it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, why Web three is here to stay is that you know really I I think what you're going to see is like yeah pretty much every every company every consumer brand uh, but also a lot of individual artists right a lot of these Web three native um, you know, company for lack of a better word or project is, is, is just a group of artists. Like basically all, all, all these different entities are participating in a space where they get to produce creative work that, you know, people get to enjoy as consumers, you know, collect, um, you know, NFTs uh, or, you know, hold NFTs as a proof of membership into certain events. I mean, you know, Ev, it sounds like you had, um, a lot. You you got to go to a lot of cool events last week uh, as a result of some of the NFTs you own. Um, this is why Web3 is here to stay, right? Like it's it's really about um, creative people producing creative work that enables the whole community to engage and really rally around. Um, and so that's why you know whether you're a traditional, you know, like like you said, not necessarily old school, but whether you're a more established brand or whether you're you know a group of artists like anyone can participate in the space. And so that's why, that's why we're all going to make it. Yeah. And I think it's just this, this notion that of decentralization where you own your own data, your user experience is, is created and, and yeah. curated by, by you yeah. and the user and not owned by some of these, you know, giant web two conglomerates. You have a more personalized experience. I obviously play some video games. I, I you know, we'll see where it goes with video games, but just generally speaking, I think that, the idea that we can have more of a say in what we do when we engage with others in an online environment, whether it's virtualized or other or augmented, is I think um, attractive to folks that are younger and and have grown up in this age where everything they have ever done is online. Um, and so I mean I, I mean I'm a big proponent. Obviously, I talk about it a lot on the podcast. Um, I don't know if I got into the parties because of, you know, my uh, NFT ownership or it's because I um, 
talk my way in, into things and convince people <laughs> that they can <laughs> let me in. But um, I love it. Yeah. I love working with people. I, I love the enthusiasm. I found um, the conference to be a little, uh, I don't want to say boring at times, but overdone. But I really thought the community and the excitement is still there, even right. with the crypto crash. So, um, and we got oh, to yeah. connect. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more what's coming yeah, from yeah. Drupal. Uh, Kevin, and we should definitely stay in touch because I know of a lot of entities that really would be interested in in the really cool stuff that you're doing on the IP protection front. Yeah, no, I mean, that that would be great. All right. So, Kevin, before we sign off, you're in L.A. Uh, what do you do when you're not raising money and trying to build up a company from the ground up? You know, it's 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 nothing too exciting, actually. It's, uh, you know, walking the dog. I got this big uh 65 pound pit bull um and that's actually reflected in one of my nfts but uh you know doing a lot of uh dog dad duties nowadays here and then otherwise spending a lot of time um you know just getting shots up at, at the courts and uh hooping some as well so um like i said i'm a big basketball fan and uh you know what's great about la is you can play basketball year round outside All right, so w- where's kevin durant going to be traded Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so I'm a huge Celtics fan. Um, and it's, you know, I would love, of course, I would love Kevin Durant on the Celtics. It's, it's a tough thing about whether we would give up Jalen Brown. But I, I think he is going to Phoenix, though. I mean, I think Vegas knows something. Uh, Vegas has known something for a while, apparently. And, that's in his top uh, two. Who are they going to give up? up? Who, who are they going to give up? They're going to keep Chris Paul? Are they going to uh, keep their backcourt intact to, to, to get him? Or are they going to have to give Booker up? They're going to keep their backcourt. Uh, they, they can't give Booker up, right? I think it's the uh, NBA rule where you can't have like two rookies on max extensions yeah. or something like that traded. So they're uh, going to trade. So they're going to sign and I trade they, Aiden maybe? Yeah, Aiden is gone. Mikel Bridges. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe some more assets there. And who knows? Maybe the Celtics are helping participate in that trade to make it all work out. Uh, logistically. All right, man. Kevin, thanks very much for your time and really best of luck with with what you're doing at Doppel. All right. Thank you, Evan. I appreciate you having me on.